Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. How are you doing uh, this morning? And Good morning. Uh, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. This is uh, broadcasting on Wednesday. The, it's going to be, I think, middle of March. Uh, we're actually wow. uh, ahead of that uh, taping. And um, interesting, you know, we talk about a world of chaos, finding truth in a world of chaos. That, uh, <laughs> The world at the moment is chaotic with the uh, Russians um, have sent troops into Ukraine. So they're actually physically there now. Right. Yeah. Because uh, they were just amassing them on the border. Right, but now you right. said they have actually stepped in. They, get, actually are, like, they actually are in. Now they're not at the moment. And I think this is just going to be, you know, hour by hour. But they're mm. they're not shooting anybody yet. Uh, but they're there physically. And they've crossed over the border, so right. it's a the beginning of what you would call an invasion, um, right. to be determined. You know what they do. I think I think what they're trying to do. My guess is that uh, because they're so powerful, uh, and the Ukrainians don't have the wherewithal to fight it, and we know that. Uh, interesting enough, NATO and um, the United States are not sending. Uh, were 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 right. were planes or anything there to to assist them, so I think I think they're going to just say, well, okay, you know, we'll uh, uh, probably just uh, surrender would be my guess. Um, I don't yeah. think they'll they'll go all the way because I don't think they have a shot. But but you never know. Uh, people can right. uh, can fight uh, as they want, and uh, we'll see uh, the impact of it. Uh, and by the way, um, <laughs> yeah, this is this is the. Uh, Literally, when we say we're dealing with a world of chaos, the key word there is world. <laughs> right. Uh, that, you know, even, you know, gosh, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, we were, we were almost completely what I'd call uh, U.S. centric. Uh, part, yes. Partly because we were the, we were the power and it didn't really matter much. I mean, you know, we, we knew like with Reagan and Berlin Wall and, and uh, you know, taking down, uh, you know, actually they, they, they actually came against Russia and Russia dismantled because uh, they went through a short period of democracy there. And, um, but it was very US centric and what happened in the world, yeah, it, it had an impact, but it didn't have a, a direct uh, impact. Well, today uh, the world is so intertwined right and everything that's going on has an impact now on everybody by the way in the there, world. yeah there's ripple effects for yeah, everything ripple, feels, including yeah. us and so mm -hmm. uh typically in the past uh the united states uh would protect like the, like the ukrainians well that okay we're gonna if you if you invade them then we're gonna come and fight you as well uh well that's not happening uh two nato NATO is think of primarily European nations, um, right. And um, uh, you know a little bit of Scandinavians, etc. 
um, they would they would they have arms too. They have they have uh, uh, military mm-hmm. that they would say, well, if you if you do that, we're going to protect them. Well, <laughs> they're they're not, and the reason it's really easy. It's really simple. Uh, and remember, and this is <laughs> this is the way the world is right now. It's all about the money. Um, guess who gets their uh, fuel? I was going to say it all. A lot of this comes back to oil, right? Oil gets <laughs> yeah. their fuel from Russia. Uh, uh, a good majority of Europe does. Europe, Europe particularly yeah. German Germans, that were they were the ones that have the biggest army, and so mm-hmm. they've said we're not doing that. We're not right. <laughs> we we get our fuel from from them. We can't afford right. now to do something because we're we're mm-hmm. interde- interdependent on it. Um, and so there's these all these interesting. Uh, what you know, and again, translates into chaos. Yeah. Because um, nothing's predictable. And what happens, you know, if they, like, for example, uh, we've already been told, if they take over Ukraine, our our gas prices are going up. Right. Um, As if they're not already high enough. And they're saying. already they're already <laughs> high. Um, way way higher than you know what should be normal because of o- right. what's called OPEC and they're mm-hmm. they're controlling it um, and we have limited supply so we have to buy it from foreign places where the the price they set the prices so um, well there'll be a spike in that well that'll be think about inflation mm-hmm. we're already struggling with cost and fuel is so uh, universal right that you know if, if uh, you know it's your home or your car you, you do with uh, gas or fuel or, or uh, uh, coal, uh, and your gas certainly uses gas or diesel. Well, could be next week we're going to spend more money on the cost of that, which means I have less less money to spend, right? Uh, because of the pressure of that, you know. So right, there's this interdependent world now that um, we say because of that world, the result of that is chaos. And chaos is things that aren't predictable and aren't something that I I can understand is going to play out normal, what I call normal, whatever that is. Right. Uh, and by the way, uh, history shows us that nothing ultimately stays normal. I mean, so it's always a little bit chaotic just because of the nature of the enemy, uh, Satan having control of the world, and we're in a destructive place. But it's getting more so because of this interdependency. Um, and as a result of that, something can happen, like like Russia could uh, invade Ukraine. Well, per se, I mean, think of it, that, that shouldn't matter to us, per se. I mean, yeah, we we, we're, we know what world politics right. do, but that's not- Geographically, our, it's far away, so it's, you it's, could, it's you not could a, it, put it in a bubble, except that it just can't be put in a bubble. It's not our, yeah. it's not our battle, and you know, but because of the implications of it, uh, <laughs> it's going to affect everybody in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we're in a world of chaos, which is why we are doing this podcast is, is uh, yes, it's going to get more chaotic. And, and we're going to report <laughs> constantly. Did you know, um, you know, right. a, uh, another interesting. Yeah, and this is this is funny to me. It's, it's, it's really funny. Uh, but I don't know if you've been following there in the Northeast in the Ivy League. Uh, transgenders are winning their swim swim races in the, in the women's swim races. 
Have you been following I have, that? You know, I have not been following it, but I heard glimpses of it, uh, you know, overheard in part of a conversation the other day. And the little bit I heard was pretty disturbing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So go ahead and enlighten so, us. So uh, these, are, these are males <laughs> who identify as I, I uh, I'm a male, I'm physically a male. Right. Um, and, and have I, won competitions as a male. And they won competitions as a male. But now I identify and as now, a female. Yeah. And so I, I declare myself trans, transgender. And because I declare as, as a female, I enter female. Into the competition with the female Female competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you're a male, really, with, a, with female competitors. And guess what? They're winning. Right. No, no kidding. Um, and this goes back to the essence of uh, literally, and this is physical, it's absolute, men are are stronger. It's the way they're structured and the, right. mus- the muscle ability, uh, they're stronger than women. Mm-hmm. That's how God made it. Um, they're, they're, and so, and, and, and you, can all, you can prove it uh, with a really simple thing. Um, Runners, there's there's world class runners, yeah, um, and they race. Uh, let's say a mile. They can run a mile. There's there's men men races mm-hmm. and women races. The women record world record, right, isn't even close to the male world record, and, or right. to to a majority of the males that run the race. Mm-hmm. So the fastest woman would wouldn't even wouldn't even finish in the top 100 right. uh, of, the, of the top 100 males. Um, and they believe me, they've tried. Right, uh, right. So they're giving it their best, but they can't do it because it's, it's designed it's, differently. It's, it's, it's a physical thing. Um, right. And, so these, and that's not to say that there aren't men who are weaker than some of our strongest women athletes. Oh, man, but you're absolutely. talking about the top, you know, the people who have trained to be athletic in a certain thing as a male and same training for women and their bodies are designed to be the top athletes as women, the top versus the top, it just is not made the same. Yeah. I got, so. I got, a, funny, I got a funny story <laughs> about that. Um, at our country club, um, golf course, we have, there's a rule mm-hmm. that you have to finish 18 holes in four hours and 10 minutes. So mm-hmm. you can't, you can't basically look for lost buzz for more than, 20 seconds right because you yeah and if you don't you get fined and all you know and they want to keep the pace of play up so that it doesn't go on for six hours right so i'm out with friends of mine um and um we're we're in a mountain we're at castle pines country club and we we are it's one of the premier courses actually in the country um but it's very hilly and up and down and hills so you know you you ride carts so so i've got four guys uh, and we're pretty good, and we're keeping pace, because mm. you know I said, hey, I'm not going to get fined. You got to keep pace, so we're we're keeping pace. So behind us are four professional golfers, women golfers. Wow, they're carrying their bags. We're in car- <laughs> we're in carts. Every shot, every shot for 18 holes. They're right behind us, and they stand there with their arms crossed. Oh. <laughs> like, are you guys? Are you guys going to get going? Are you ever what? moving on? <laughs> are you ever? You know, and we're in carts, and we're every every time they're already out there because they hit it so straight and so far. Right. <laughs> they're standing right. there with their arms crossed, like you know, 
uh, yeah, we're a little bit stronger than you boys, you know, and, and yeah, so, um, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't say anything about the nature of men and women. Cause God says I've created both of them in my image, but, but yes. the physicalness of it. Well, you know, as this plays out is that, well, they're allowing. And so the authorities are allowing the, these, these guys to uh, right. classify them as girls and they're winning. And of course the girls are upset. Of course they are, because like, they're working hard. Yeah, and yeah, and you know, honestly, there's been such a fight to even get women's sports yeah, recognized and everything. It. So yeah. it's frustrating. And then, yeah. and then see, for me, is I, you know, as I'm understanding the world of chaos, uh, is, you know, it's like, and this makes sense to you? Right. Um, why, why, you know, why would you do that? It doesn't mm-hmm. even make sense. And now you've created all this conflict Right. And irritation and anger and lawsuits. And mm-hmm. it, it's like, it's not that complicated, but think of the world we now live in. Right. It's 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 a chaotic because now we can't say, well, of, of course, women are going to be in a swim meet and men are going to be in their swim meet. It's like, oh, my gosh, look at this. Um, it's it's what I call nutty. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. Because it's not, it doesn't to me. It seemed that complicated to me. Like, you you see the result. Because why? Well, that's the way right. it works. So, the world is is chaotic, and um, uh, we are trying to to illustrate here the covenant, which is, uh, and this is really important, and why we set it up this way today. Um, the world per se is nutty, and getting nuttier, and so our thought particularly when people say, well, God, how can we allow this to happen? And God says, well, the enemy has control of the world, uh, and the natural is going to get worse and worse and worse, and more nuttier and nuttier and nuttier, particularly today because of technology, communication, um, because of what we now know, you know, what's going to happen in Russia and Ukraine. Well, it'll be on the news, um, and then it'll have impact, and and the investment community will respond. You know, and so all of that, he said, because of that, it's going to get nuttier and nuttier, but uh, he says, and this is cool, none of that matters, God speaking to me. I can deliver to you the covenant. I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing in the middle. Right in the middle of all of, of it. that yeah. place. So what, what we're trying to say is don't get discouraged and don't get mm-hmm. distracted, uh, which is where I see a lot of people going right now, is they're, they're kind of mad. Yeah. A lot uh, of distraction by the storm. Yes. Rather than keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus and what he's calling and right. then experiencing the supernatural. That's right. You know? That's right. Uh, and the encouragement uh, that we're trying to give as we talk to the talk through the covenant is that, um, yes, the world is chaotic, but that doesn't determine God's ability to deliver the covenant. And the only thing that we need to understand about that, it may be delivered in a different way than we thought, but it still will be blessed to be a blessing. And he says, I want you to uh, step into that and enjoy it. And again, we, we've talked about this, but the examples we have are, you know, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that, yeah, they got captured. They lost their home. They lost their uh, homeland. They lost their rulership. They lost the ability to worship in the temple. Everything changed for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, you would look at it per se as, well, that's very negative. Um it was really disappointing that they lost all that. And God said, yeah, yeah, you're going to be captured. Yeah, you're going to be under uh, influence. Yeah, you'll be surrendered to an authority who's a dictator. Uh, but how about if I give you the covenant in there? There, uh, 
um, I need to help you redefine that. Um, and part of it is uh, God speaking to us, which is something Linda and I have appreciated even over the last two years particularly, is um, do you understand the elements of what I'm trying to do to give you this beautiful life? And might you might find, you know, like for example, during COVID um, and the lockdowns particularly, well, you couldn't even go to a restaurant for a while. Right. Um, and you couldn't supposedly gather, you know, in big groups. So you couldn't even go to church. Right. Uh, and worship. Um, so, you know, okay, that makes people <laughs> mad. Mm-hmm. And God says, well, yeah, uh, that's the way, that's the way this new world is operating at the moment. How about if I help you enjoy uh, the blessing by having um, a different, uh, you can still do worship and you can still be together in the word and let's do that in a smaller group um, and enjoy that. And hey, by the way, you can have fellowship. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't go out, but you can have people over for for meals. And why don't you just enjoy uh, sweet fellowship in a different way um, and we, we embrace that. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, we're not going to get fr- uh, fretting about this or say, God, would you change it or be mad about it? It's, we're still living in the covenant. Yeah. But he's saying, I'm going to redefine it for you. Matter of fact, I may show you some things that you've been missing out on. That right. Might, that are actually better. It might be better. Yeah, I think and a lot or, of people found that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we've talked about uh, the privileges. Uh, this last mm-hmm. time we talked about protection. Uh, safety. Uh, we were in uh, Leviticus 26, uh, Deuteronomy, and, and Psalm 20. Uh, uh, and this one is uh, a cool one, uh, Psalm 91, uh, 1 through 16. Psalm 91, 1 to 16. Yeah, this is a great passage. Yeah. All right. It says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler, from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked." Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge, no evil shall be allowed to befall you, no plague come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him, I will protect him, because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Yep. Uh, That's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, uh, Remember, um, and we'll get get into this uh, in more depth, but we said the place, remember the place of the covenant Mm -hmm. is his kingdom. Exactly, Uh, yeah. Where he is operating in the spiritual superior to the world it's going to translate into the world. So the blessing, um, and this is important too, is, isn't, well, in a sense, um, you know, uh, theological mm-hmm. and that, well, yeah, you get to go to heaven and you'll be blessed there. 
uh, and you're going to have a difficult time on earth because, yeah. But it it's hap- the here and now, It happens too. in the kingdom, but not there. But, no, it happens mm-hmm. from the kingdom into right. into our world. So it's real, you know, uh, stuff, which he describes here. Um, and and he says, you know, the, uh, it's abiding in the secret place, mm-hmm. which is living in the kingdom. Remember, we, and we talked about that verse that Jesus said, in the kingdom, boys, to his disciples, I'm going to show you secrets that nobody else will be able to understand it. Right. Uh, well, and he says, if you live there, <laughs> live in that place of secrets uh, that mm-hmm. I'm giving you, my kingdom. Um, uh, uh, I'm going to be your refuge and my fortress. Uh, and the refuge, the word refuge is I'm going to protect you. Mm-hmm. And fortress is uh, the strength that um, it's not going to be overrun by anybody because it's the strongest fortress it could possibly be. Right. And, no, and nobody, see, can, can come against that. Um, uh, and he says, I'm going to deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Okay, that uh, that's, and this is interesting. Uh, the snare is how they trap uh, birds. Mm-hmm. Um, and they basically set a trap that the bird doesn't understand as a trap and goes into the trap, and then they get tra- they get caught. Mm. Um, so he's saying, uh, "Yeah, you got an enemy, and you have right. and you have people that are really tricky. Mm-hmm. And what are they trying to do? They're trying to trap you, right? Um, and the enemy, particularly, uh, does it by having you react mm-hmm. to situations." where now you engage in the fleshly battle, arguing, debating, fighting, being angry at. Um, and it's what I call the trap mm. is to hit what I call hit the tar baby. Right. Uh, Br'er Rabbit, you know, when he, when he hit the tar baby and got his hand stuck is, um, uh, I got to get you out of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to react to this because you think it's just and righteous, and in the surface, it is, but it's a trap. Yeah. Well, uh, and it's interesting because even when you play that verse, you know, it, it talks about the snare of the fowler in verse three, but verse two, what you talked about, he is my refuge and my fortress. Refuge is that place of safety. Fortress is literally a place of defense. Yes. And so I think when we, what you're talking about, when we, when we do, um, get baited into these things we are putting on ourselves the need to be our our own defender right thinking it is all about us and that we have the need to defend ourselves rather than recognizing that he is our refuge our safe place as well as our defender right that's right um and i'm going to save you from uh, pestilence um uh, uh, the truth will be your shield and buckler you're going to understand things don't you're not going to be afraid of things that happen um you know, uh, things are happening around you. And this is, mm-hmm. this is interesting to me. Um, and I deal with a lot of people who, in verse seven, it says, there's all kinds of stuff going around you mm-hmm. and destruction and falling and, and uh, failure. Yeah. And people pray, how could you let that happen to me? Mm-hmm. Um, and I say, wait a second. So you think you're exempt from what we've talked about is in the world, you're going to have trouble. Right. Um, and you think you should be exempt from that. So really what you're saying is you'd like God to put you back in the Garden of Eden and not have any, anything happening. Right. 
Uh, no, I said that's. I said, what's happening is yes, there's trouble all around you, including mm-hmm. things around you that that aren't working. But he says what? Um, uh, it will not come near you. Um, now, by the way, it doesn't mean you don't experience it. It means it's not going to overwhelm you. Right. Uh, uh, and that's why he says, um, uh, you know, down here that, uh, you know, uh, no evil will befall you. And we say, well, <laughs> that, that's not true. Right. Uh, um Evil befalls everywhere, and we experience everything. And hey, by the way, you just told me we're in the world. I'm going to have trouble. So how can you justify that sentence? Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, this is what abiding's all about. Um, is that you read that sentence that if you abide in the shelter of the Almighty, no evil will befall you. Right. And you properly say, well, "Wait a minute. How does that work?" Jesus that's said, not "Maybe what I've seen." <laughs> Jesus, well, yeah, I don't. I don't see it. And number two is Jesus says. In the mm-hmm. world, you're going to have what? Trouble. Trouble. And the word for evil is things that annoy, frustrate, irritate, mm-hmm. and make and make you uh, oppressed. And so Jesus, on the surface, those two things are antithetical. So yeah. antithetical. And so you, again, usually what happens is we just say, well, I kind of know this. And yes, evil is going to befall me. So I guess there's nothing for me to worry about. It, that's the way it is. And But abiding would say, wait a second. This, this doesn't make sense because they're completely opposite statements on the surface. Okay, now here's the problem. Um, we're, we're Americans <laughs> reading English. <laughs> uh, and there's 15,000 different words used in Scripture, but only 5,000 English words. So we interpret a word to mean something. Befall right. means it happens. Uh, well, if we go to the Hebrew... Uh, it says this, uh, no uh, things that uh, irritate, frustrate, uh, oppress, make, make th- things difficult for you will dominate your life. Well, now that's a very different perception than befall. Yes, yeah. Right? So it doesn't, so I say, oh, so Jesus said it's going to happen. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's going to irritate you. Yep. Uh, it's going to come against you. Yes. But he's saying you don't need to put up with it. Yeah. So uh, it's not going to dominate you, and it's not going to define what your life looks like. Yeah, um, and so what I, what I help people try to understand is, that first of all, it is going to happen to you. And mm-hmm. and what I see is that then people get into a place of what I call resignation mm-hmm. or victim. Is right. well, this is this is now characterizing my life because it is dominating me. Mm-hmm. Um, and see, with the covenant, God says, well, let's go the opposite direction. Uh, right. Yep, it happened. Yes, this thing has the potential to dominate you. Yes, it does. But he, he says, son, you know, uh, for rich, a, a rich, uh, you don't need to put up with this. Because why? Well, because I'm going to deliver the covenant to you, and no evil will befall you, will dominate you. So you say no. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the question is, it's happened. <laughs> so it's happening. Right. What do you got to say about this? How do you want to lead me, you know, out of it, uh, and and you resolve it because I don't need to live there. Why? Well, because the covenant is absolute. Um, it isn't going to dominate you if you live in the covenant. So it's it's a remarkable uh, truth, um, you know. And he says, um, 
you know, you're going to be blessed. The angels are going to take care of you, um, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we should do, we should mark this down. Um, we'll, we'll come back sometime after the covenant. Let's do a little mini series on angels. That would be fun. Uh, that would be fun because it, it's uh, basically, you know, if you say to the average Christian, is do you, do you think angels are there? Yes. And that's not a problem. They don't, they don't say no. Right. Uh, what do you think they're doing? I don't know. Um, aren't they worshiping? There's some great passages that tell us. Though. Aren't they? Aren't they worshiping <laughs> God? You know, and uh, uh, do they have any involvement with you? I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, we we almost in that spiritual place of the heavenly. See, because we haven't learned this, we dismiss that element of the spiritual life. And right. by the way, guess what? Angels. <laughs> are spoken of, discussed, described all throughout Old, Te- Old and New Testament. Right. Uh, and so it's kind of important. you know. It's kind and of like, they have really cool things, the assignments that yeah. God gives them. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, and so, even we've talked about, we get to testify of his supernatural works to them when yeah. we're walking in covenant. So there's yeah. there's so much to go with there. Yeah. But he says, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have the angels you know, uh, protect you. Um, and mm-hmm. I've got some, I've got some uh, fabulous stories. <laughs> of angels uh, that we've experienced. And um, uh, it's going to be fun to talk about that. So we'll do that. And uh, he says, you know, I'm going to be with you in trouble. I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to satisfy you. Uh, The covenant, as he looks at this aspect of protection, um, it doesn't say, and you'll be placed in a bubble where nothing will happen. Right. It's that in the middle of danger, because you're going to have danger and things are going to be troublesome and problematic and things are going to be a struggle. I will deliver you, protect you, uh, uh, show you the way through it so that it doesn't harm you. Um, so that like, for example, uh, think of a, think of a fortress, uh, in the middle, middle ages. Did they have people try to come against them? Sure. Yeah. Did they have attack? Yes. But if their fortress was such, mm-hmm. even in the middle of the attack, which they had to participate in, they were protected because, and, and this is cool in a way, uh, remember we've talked about how the armies worked? Uh, it's, uh, you know, you come and meet me out in the field and my men will attack your men and let's see who wins. Right. Uh, well, is there any protection there? No, 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 you're in the wide open. No. Uh, where are you protected? Uh, in the fortress. In the fortress, in those city walls, yeah. really. Uh, yeah. Let's say in the fortress. And so where there was fortresses built, mm-hmm. uh, and they said, well, you can, you can ask me all you want to to come out and fight you. I'm not going to. I'm in the, mm-hmm. you, if you want to go ahead, come on, come on. And by the way, what's in the fortress? The warriors, wives, uh, children, they're all there. Uh, and they said, Go ahead. Fine. We're not coming out for battle. Come and fight us in our fortress. And, of course, they would decide, well, do we have a shot at that? Uh, <laughs> because there's a protection there right? that wasn't out there in the field. Uh, and so A protection and a vantage point. And a vantage point. Um, like and for so seeing things. He says, so I'm going to be your fortress. Doesn't It doesn't mean that they're not going to try to attack. It uh, mm-hmm. doesn't mean there's not difficulty. It doesn't mean there's 
there's pestilence, there's things out there. It's just, I'm going to protect you if you live in my mm-hmm. covenant so that it doesn't dominate your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a beautiful sense of, of protection. And then this next verse is really cool. Um, it's Exodus uh, 23, 20, 22 to 24. This is, this is a remarkable truth that like, wow, look at this. Okay, you ready? But if you indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. For my angel will go before you and bring you into the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, and I will cut them off. You shall not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do in or nor do according to their works, but you shall utterly overthrow them and completely break down their sacred pillars. Yeah. So God says, uh, well, let me tell you something. Um, I'm going to become, what, an enemy to who? To your enemies. And I'll be an adversary to who? Your adversaries. To your adversaries, yeah. Okay, so if somebody's coming against you mm-hmm. and you're living in the covenant, who are they coming against? They're coming against God. And and what's God say about that? <laughs> Watch me. I got this. <laughs> I, I, got, I got this because, see, um, it's it's BB gun to nuclear explosion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's they have nothing, right? Right. Now, against you, they they if if it's just you, and you're operating in the natural, yeah they they could hack they could whack you, because uh, they're fighting you. But he says if they if actually in the covenant if they come against you, uh, and this is conflict, this is oppression, this is agencies this is business these are things that are working against you and they're and they're trying to come against you right to either get you out of the way or or to take advantage of you because you're you're something that i, that I don't agree with and i want to i want to win the game and god says well when that happens i i'm their enemy mm-hmm. so in essence think about that it's like it's, it's kind of simple really it's like hey they're they're fighting me they ain't gonna win Right. So in a way, he says, <laughs> you know, get out of the way. Yeah. Um, uh, now, we, we've learned that. that <laughs> Don't you love, I'm just going to interject real quick, as you describe that, I can't help but think, um, uh, you know, my my fantasy football team is called Mama Bear. Yeah, Mama Bear. Um, <laughs> but I can't picture, I can't help but think of like that Mama Bear type of thing from God. Like I can just picture, you know, oh, you're coming after my kids? You think you're coming after my kids? No way. <laughs> it's that it's that Mama Bear protective, but for him, it's the Papa Bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, you know, using that analogy, think about, you know, because we, you know, we we hike here in Colorado, uh-huh. um, and they tell us, you know, uh, and we don't have grizzly bears, so uh, grizzly bears are really bad news. I mean, like yeah. up, up in Alaska or Canada, um, if you if you come across, if you come against a grizzly bear, you're in trouble. Uh, <laughs> so be careful. But here is it's called black bears or brown bears, but they're bears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and they generally they're generally not going to attack a human. Uh, but they said, while you're out hiking mm-hmm. and you run across a baby bear right. by itself, that you think is by itself, get out of there. Because guess who's there? <laughs> the mama, mama bear's bear. close by. Mama, yep. mama bear. And <laughs> mama bear is going to take care of that baby. Oh, absolutely. Um, and if they perceive or think even 
even even even if you're not intending, but if you're a mm-hmm. potentially a threat, get out of there because the mama bear is going to protect. Oh, absolutely. You know that that baby, and that's what God says is that they're dealing with me. Mm-hmm. Um, you can trust me. They're dealing with me, and by the way, <laughs> they don't have a shot uh, <laughs> because I'm, I'm so powerful that um, uh, I'm taking this. I'm taking this now. Mm-hmm. Now again, we, we remember we read that uh, God says many times, "I am going to ask you to run into the battle." Yeah. Uh, but if I do, it's because I'm I'm engaging you, and and you're mm-hmm. in the process, knowing that I'm going to deliver you. So it's not about right. Uh, when he says, I got this, it's like, you know, we say, well, great. Um, I'll just sit on the sideline. Right. Uh, he's going to say, well, I, I need you to walk with me and uh, watch what I'm about ready to do. But they're dealing with me, not not just with you. Right. Um, and then we'll, we'll finish this little section on uh, safety and protection, the privilege of it. Uh, go to Psalm 121, 7 and 8. All right. 121, 7 and 8 says, the Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Yeah. So what is what did you just say? What did God just say I'm going to do? I'm going to take keep, care of you. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I got it. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Um, um, and I love that even. He, you're going out and you're coming in from this time forth forevermore. That you know, Every aspect. I think sometimes we think that whatever we're dealing with is too small to bother God with. Right. You know, or or he's going to, yeah, he wants to take care of the big things or he wants to take or whatever the case. And this is the everything, the going out and the coming in. By the way, if you had any doubts, I'm it's fully surrounding. I've got it all. Right. You know, that's right. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to take care of it so that, um, uh, you know, take the authority of what, what I'm giving you and realize that you have a situation like we have. We have a situation. I think I've described this in our businesses where. Uh, we're dealing in the uh, the medical industry, and there's regulations, and they're they're run by the state boards. Um, and we have a couple situations where the state board is being, um, in a sense, attacking us um, because they're being irrational, um, and they're not even following their own regulations. They're making it difficult for us just because they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, why? Well, they're self-centered people. Who, who get power, and they can. Uh, right. Uh, knowing ultimately, even they know ultimately. Well, it may not. It may not stand up. But so what? In the meantime, I'm coming after you, and I'm going to try to stop certain things of, of function. So, um, we could fret about that. Right. Or we could say, "Well, Father, <laughs> they're what now they're now an enemy against you." Mm-hmm. And you said you're going to give us uh, protection and safety, ever uh, life evermore. So we now uh, come to you and say, uh, in the name of Christ, what do you have to say about this? And then what what do you want us to do about this? And mm-hmm. you know, and the answers are well. Here's here's a, here's how I want you to proceed. And then by the way, I want you to pray that my covenant protection is going to be fulfilled because now they're an enemy of me and and watch what I'm about ready to do you know and and we see it we see it happen um, right. so we instead of fretting or saying uh oh uh, this is going to dominate us you know remember no evil will befall you well it's evil and it's it's, it's happened and it's and, happened and yeah. it infect, infected us uh, but um, 
it's not going to dominate us because we're going to pray and trust. Why? Well, because of the covenant. Um, well, you don't need to put up with this. Now, it doesn't mean that tomorrow it's gone, you know, which is our, right. like, okay, take, take care of it. Uh, mm-hmm. You said you're going to take care of it. Take care of it. He said, I got timing to this. I got right. stuff. You know, Just stay with me in the process. Stay with me. <laughs> stay with me. It's going to happen because mm-hmm. why? Well, because of the covenant. Uh, you mm-hmm. can trust me and come to me and take these promises which he which he speaks so, and the one thing that uh, that I really um, uh, look at uh, when things happen and by the way they're happening all the time right. uh, well wait a minute uh, they they just became God's enemy I know something about that uh, God said he's going to protect me life evermore is going to happen I do I do receive these truths as my beginning point. Well, uh, now I don't know specifically because that has to be played out in in detail about this specific situation. So I don't I don't take a universal. Well, of course it's going to work this way. Um, it's uh, you know show me uh, specifically what it is that you want to do. Uh, yeah, and, and walk me into and, it. And walk me into it. But I'm doing it out of a a truth. Well, you said mm-hmm. you're going to protect me. Right. Um, and I trust, I believe that, I trust it. And by the way, when you when you experience it, it builds your confidence, like, wow, this is pretty yeah. cool. It really works. Well, and one of the things you're really talking about there, um, I, I learned a new word a few weeks ago, liminal space. <laughs> That's that space between what is and what will be between uh-huh. the now and what has been promised. And I think that's where people struggle a lot of times is in that liminal space. And one of the things God is teaching me is, you know, between the now and what I've promised is that praising in the middle yeah. and staying with him and walking, but praising ahead of what he's already said he's going to do and believing for that and praising him already simply based on his character yeah. and what he has spoken as he walks us into it, even when we're not seeing it delivered yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you were sharing, I know a little bit earlier, um, uh, because you're in the Northeast and and, there, and you have you know storms, mm-hmm. um, I think you shared uh, on on air that uh, you had that retreat and God supernaturally right. parted the right. storm so you could actually get there and get you right, right. behind a, a, a plow. Uh, yes, um, exactly. It was uh, super cool. And that was that was His answer for that. And then you you say you're headed now on a trip and you're going to have a big mm-hmm. snowstorm. Right. Um, and so and this is important because it's out of the it's out of the trust of the truth of it. But the mm-hmm. specifics have to be played out by what he actually says and speaks. So you could say, exactly. well, hey, you parted that storm. So, part so this, aren't you going to part so that again? Part this one's because mm-hmm. we have a flight on Friday and we got to go. Mm-hmm. Well, you, what'd you do? Uh, no, we asked him what he had to say, and his response was, you switch your flight and you get out Thursday. That yeah. storm's going nowhere. <laughs> That's right. And so, and Dan and I both abided on it and felt like that is what God was saying, is not I'm moving the storm, but no, you need to, you know, I want you down there. You need to be down there at this amount of time, so go out Thursday. Go yeah. go switch your flight, and we were able to switch everything um, actually very easily. Yeah, yeah. So the, so, so the, uh, the premise is, and the truth is, the privilege is, I'm going to protect you, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to uh, give you life forevermore, but it's not a system. Right. Uh, and you can't expect that an answer that was given to you for this, uh, even a similar situation one time is going to be the same the next time. Right. It is 
specific instruction to specific time because God sees and knows it all. Yeah, and so these are how the truths apply is that, okay, I, I trust that. You've said mm-hmm. it, I believe it, I receive it, but it has to be played out specifically, mm-hmm. which is why discerning God's will is so critical because he says, well, you can't take what I did, like you said last time, yeah, and say, well, do that again. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because he said, well, in this case, daughter, and son, uh, actually, you need to get out earlier because that storm ain't, ain't moving. Right. Um, okay. Um, and and now, what were you, what happened? You were protected mm-hmm. and kept safe and able to fulfill your what you want to do, but it was in a different way. Right. Uh, so the truth was was absolute, but the but mm-hmm. the specific play out of that was different. Right. Um, and that's and that's really cool because that's how God works is is enjoy me. And by the way, what is that doing? That's building your confidence. Right. Uh, in, okay, I, I got an issue. I got a problem. Uh, you said, now how does this apply to me specifically now? And this ought to be interesting. You know, this ought to right. be fun to, right. to see. Uh, and that's how God works. So, And, uh, and just to kind of back up uh, for anybody this benefits, if you had rewound these same two situations for us even five years ago, um, before we met you and Linda and really learned how to abide on specifics of things, which we're still learning, yeah, by the way, yeah. um, any of those would have sent me spinning. And I would be spending the next several days stressing and worrying about um, if I'm supposed to, if we're going to get to go, did I hear, am I not supposed to go on this trip? Was that not, you know, did I make a mistake? <laughs> All of these things. And I would be spinning in those thoughts, no joke. Right. You know, and the next several days would be characterized by that. Right. But learning to walk and hear his instruction and step in confidence with what he promises. Instead, we see the the forecast of the storm. Dan and I both go, we abide, we ask him what he has to say. He gives an instruction. We change our plans according to what his instruction was. And we're fully expecting that this is what we're stepping into. And we're just going to keep asking him along the way. Right. What, you know, what, what's next? Right. But without my mind, which would have been what I would have done, spinning and spiraling and stressing and worrying for the next five days until we go or whatever right. it is, right. you know, three yep. days, I guess. Yep. <laughs> That's right. Well, that'll be fun to uh, see what happens. So we'll, uh, we're going to uh, uh, pick this up. We'll, we'll have uh, another uh, guest coming up here uh, tomorrow. And then uh, we have End Times Friday that we're in the, the very, very end of, the, of that process. We're yeah. going to continue some stuff on that. But we're having a good time talking about what's going to happen in eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, so join us in that. And, and we just are praying that everybody would understand the covenant's real. Uh, it's given as an absolute last forever. Uh, the promises are in Christ and he wants to give them to you. And we're, we're going through the privileges. And, right, and the first one we've talked about is protection, safety, and deliverance that uh, you don't need to uh, say I guess it's going to be difficult and I'm going to be uh, unpleasant. My life's going to be unpleasant. He says, no, I'm going to, I'm going to protect you and guide you, you know, like he did with you. So we'll uh, pick this up. Uh, Father, we thank you for the uh, truth of that, that all of us would receive that in the covenant, uh, living in that covenant, in that agreement with you, that there's protection, there's refuge, there's safety. It uh, doesn't mean that we don't have trouble, uh, but rather within that trouble, we can be assured that you'll guide us, lead us, and deliver us to a safe place. And uh, safety is an, an essence of who we are. So we thank you for that and praise you now in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. So Thanks Kathy, for joining us, Kathy, everyone. We'll see you uh, tomorrow. Sounds great. Have a great day, everybody. Okay.
Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.